This is an ABC podcast. This is Baby Talk Podcast with Penny Johnston. Have you ever had people comment on your weight or tell you that you're too fat to have a baby? I can imagine that being told that would be devastating. But would you just take those comments on board or would you challenge the person making them? My next guests have been investigating the role weight stigma has for women who are wanting to get pregnant, who are currently pregnant, or as new mothers. The more we understand that telling somebody what to do, you should eat this, you should do this physical activity, that's not enough. People know that information for the most part. It's how to change their behaviour that's the real challenging bit. And the more you look into that, you realise that it's the systems, the environment, the society that we live in that's making it super challenging. And one of those factors is weight stigma. And so it's been really a bit of a journey for me going from that really focused on diet, nutrition, exercise, weight, to now really understanding the complexity of it and and the broader environmental factors that are impacting people's well-being. How much does weight actually affect a pregnancy and how much time do doctors spend focusing on what you ate? And what are the effects of an off-the-cuff comment about weight for some women? Dr Bryony Hill is a Monash University Research Fellow. She says that studies have shown experiences of weight stigma can lead to decreased reproductive health care quality, mental health symptoms, poorer health behaviours and a raft of adverse pregnancy outcomes. Divya Ramachandran is the chair of the Weight Issues Network and she's experienced many of these issues herself whilst pregnant and in the early parenting years. This is an opportunity to hear how some women have experienced weight stigma and to work out how you might like to approach weight issues if you are planning a pregnancy. Bryony, tell us about your research into weight stigma, particularly as it pertains to pregnancy and new mothers. My current research is exploring weight stigma, specifically in women across the preconception, pregnancy and postpartum periods. So we know weight stigma is a really important issue in general. About 70% of the Australian population live with overweight or obesity. About 50% of women enter pregnancy above a healthy weight and 50% of women gain weight, gain more weight than is recommended during their pregnancy. And this means that women are really vulnerable to weight stigma because they are entering pregnancy at a time when they are very likely to be experiencing a higher weight status. And one of the other things about being pregnant is that you do spend a lot of time having your body looked at and even weighed. Yeah, that's correct. So part of the recommendations for healthy care during pregnancy, women should be weighed at the beginning of their pregnancy. But women are not weighted every visit, even though they're being looked after and their their baby's growth is being monitored. But if a woman is at risk of excessive weight gain in pregnancy, then she may be weighed at every pregnancy. And this becomes an issue because it means that some women are feeling like they're being judged and weighed throughout their pregnancy, whereas others aren't. And this can be quite stigmatising for some women. Divya, can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do? Because it it sounds really fascinating, the Weight Issues Network. So a bit of a background. I've always been a bigger person, 
carried excess weight it never really bothered me i don't really think about weight or weight stigma any of that because you have the occasional people poke fun at you and it's all in good jest but it never really bothered me much but once i had my baby i wanted to be the healthiest mother i could be and very soon i realized i need to uh, take care of a number of health factors i need to sleep well i need to not be stressed out and of course i need to take care of my nutrition and be the healthiest weight as well because i did understand the implications of having excess weight and how it will impact on my health now and in the future and i want to be the healthiest mother i could be now that apart when i went down that rabbit hole of how to be healthy and how to lose weight i started realizing obesity is really complicated we think if we eat less and exercise more that's all it requires and sure you know that works for a bit but then when you really get into it it's not something uh, that is simple it's not something that's sustainable environments around us are not built for us to be eating the healthiest or being exercising all the time we have long desk jobs so there are a range of factors that come into play anyway long story short about a year after my child was born i felt very very ill i'd gained a lot of weight she wouldn't sleep at night so a range of issues and i did go to my gp with a couple of different doctors i had my blood taken and i was told i'm fine <laughs> right i didn't feel fine uh, i felt physically ill i didn't think i could you know i would wake up in the morning with a headache when i think back now there was never once that people ever suggested you know looking at my nutrition getting a nutritional assessment looking at my sleep patterns or any of that which all indirectly contribute or directly contribute to weight gain so it's a bit surprising really but anyway post that i took charge of my own investigations about obesity and i really learned how complex it was it led me to do a master of public health and it's brought me to where i am because i am doing a phd in how people manage their weight and looking at those trajectories in the population right now i believe obesity is a health issue we all say it's impacting on medical budgets and it's hitting the economy and there are all these things about uh, australia being the second fattest nation and uh, we have all these uh, big statements made which i think are pretty stigmatizing for someone who's carrying that weight to be singled out and say hey you're a problem but when you look at the healthcare services there's really nothing uh, cut out to help us in this area it's still an individual problem you eat too much or you don't exercise much so it's still you know we're not given the kind of healthcare for something that's labeled as a monumental problem isn't it anyway with the research that that's what i'm doing now and i soon very soon realized it's weight stigma it's the way people think and act about obesity even the term obesity is considered stigmatizing and that's why with weight issues network when we did a consultation with people right with lived experience and if they would be part want to be part of this group get the peer support have a safe platform to discuss challenges not be judged even to belong to this network when we did a consultation people said we wouldn't sign up to anything that said obesity and obesity is just a medical or a health issue and it should be treated the same as any other health conditions so it's a bit of a mixed bag and i believe if society changes becomes aware of uh, the challenges of obesity and understand the complexity and stop blaming individuals about it even the science can progress we just need to recognize this is just a health condition like any other and the moment you relate your weight with health i think that puts things in perspective 
and i think yeah it's a it's a huge cultural mindset issue and it's the way obesity is portrayed in our media you always have the fat guy who's funny you know, or the comedian movies they're always shown stuffing their face so it's really a lot about how we as a society portray obesity and of course these are some of the lesser harms if you judge people's capabilities for employment if you let your professional abilities provide health service to a person because they carry excess weight that's where we're really getting into dangerous territory and i understand it's quite common did you experience any negative responses when you were pregnant and going for your checkups or during the delivery it's interesting were people mean to me no i did not experience people being mean to me but weight stigma is funny isn't it when the whole world blames the individual for the weight and the way we look at it it indirectly impacted healthcare for me nobody uh, felt they should talk to me about my weight and i think our health professionals should be trained to be confident approach weight in a sensitive manner we as a society have decided obesity is something to be looked down upon right and this is the reason why even health professionals feel uh, hesitant to talk to a person and tell them hey you know this is not good for you to something about it and they lose that opportunity especially when uh, all a pregnant mom or a mom who's delivered a kid wants is to be the healthiest for herself and for her child so a lots of lost opportunities there did you feel that there was a, a shift in your attitude towards health once she became a mother absolutely absolutely because till then your footloose fancy free you are responsible for yourself here there's a life dependent on you mm-hmm. and penny also i have moved countries you know i moved to australia about 11 years ago and so back home in india if i had a baby i had my mom i had my grandmom i had aunts i had sisters who would be there to give me the kind of support that i needed to recover from having a baby and in australia of course uh, we do have uh, things like mums groups and you know the support systems here are different and you know just moving into australia um, i didn't know anybody and i probably used my company's private insurance to have my babies i really lost the connections with i didn't have any connections in the australian system or the australian society as such because uh, i think i had my baby within a year of uh, arriving in australia and i wasn't a permanent resident at that point in time so those things affect too yeah very very difficult Bryony, what makes you particularly interested in this subject? I have a background undergraduate training in exercise and nutrition, and I was have always been really interested in healthy lifestyle, helping people attain a healthy weight. When I did my PhD, I explored the mechanisms and behavioral factors associated with obtaining a healthy weight including psychosocial well-being and realizing that they're all interconnected and I specifically looked at that in relation to weight gain in pregnancy and that's sort of it's just all spooled from there so the more we we investigate weight gain in the preconception pregnancy and postpartum periods or weight retention in the postpartum periods the more we understand that telling somebody what to do you should eat this you should do this physical activity that's not enough people know that information for the most part it's how to change their behavior that's the real challenging bit and the more you look into that you realize that it's the systems the environment the society that we live in that's making it super challenging and one of those factors is weight stigma and so it's been a really a bit of a journey for me going from that 
really focused on diet, nutrition, exercise, weight, to now really understanding the complexity of it and, and the broader environmental factors that are impacting people's well-being. And now it's more about being the healthiest version of themselves. And to do that, we need to address weight stigma because weight stigma can impact an individual's ability to maintain a healthy version of themselves. It can impact their their mental well-being. It can impact their ability to engage in healthy lifestyle behaviours. And so it's really an important factor that needs to be addressed. So you think that even being labelled as obese can have its own detrimental health effect? Absolutely. So the research shows us that, especially around women in pregnancy and throughout that reproductive phase, the stigma associated with living in a larger body, whether it's through experiencing that in their healthcare, whether it's experiencing that through stigma from being judged by other mothers, by their family, through the workplace, that actually can impact women's own health, um, either through exacerbating a stress response during this, you know, pregnancy is already a stress response mm. to the body, as well as impacting um, something, you know, a woman's ability to engage in, in healthy lifestyle behaviours. And therefore, that might exacerbate her weight gain in pregnancy to an unhealthy level, or limit her ability to return to a healthy weight after pregnancy. It can impact her ability to breastfeed because she feels like she can't ask for help. Women report that health professionals do not, they don't feel supported in their breastfeeding journey. So they may not want to ask for help and that can impact um, not only their own health, but also the health of their child. There's so many factors and, and even if it's just not feeling comfortable to speak to your health professional or feeling judged by them or blamed by them, you know, it can impact healthcare. And in fact, women report that they avoid seeking health care in the preconception and pregnancy periods if they are feeling judged because of their weight and that can impact their, their you know, clinical care and their well-being and the health of their child. Now, Bryony, you actually had an experience where you were in an obstetrician's office and saw a folder. Yes, I did. I saw a folder behind the reception called Big Girls. And it turned out that that was the folder for the women with extreme obesity or the women classified by the BMI system as having extreme obesity. And I thought that's fine if they, there is different clinical implications for their care. But to have that folder sitting there for everybody to see, I just, I was gobsmacked. And it really made me think about the way the healthcare system approaches women entering pregnancy or having a pregnancy while living with obesity. Is there some clinical differences for being overweight? I mean, I, I think there is some evidence to show that it is a little harder to conceive if there is a weight issue. Is this a pivot point for women to perhaps try and take control of their weight or reduce it a bit? Yeah, that's a really good point. We all have always thought about pregnancy being a teachable moment to help women optimise their health behaviours so that they can achieve a healthy weight gain and therefore a healthier pregnancy. And now we think that that's really challenging and looking at optimising weight before pregnancy might even be a better idea. But we need to do that in the context of you know, reduced stigma environment. So blaming a woman for conceiving at a healthy weight is not going to do 
them or her baby any good, even if she is at increased risk for complications associated with conceiving at a healthier weight. And that we know for sure is a research fact, but it's risk. It's not absolute. And so assigning blame for that is just not going to help the situation at all. In the past, I've done quite a bit of research looking at body image in pregnancy, which is a bit of a spin-off from weight stigma because stigma can exacerbate body image concerns in women. Women do report a bit of a relaxation of their body image concerns during pregnancy, but as soon as the baby's born, that all returns. Yeah. And there's that pressure to return to being skinny or their pre-pregnancy weight, to lose the baby weight. And if a woman has gained quite a lot of weight throughout pregnancy, which may or may not be because she's done the right or wrong thing with her behaviour, you know, eating and physical activity could just be that's the way her body reacts to pregnancy, then she's got this pressure, you know, coming from within herself and from society. And then she's feeling stigmatised again because she's above... Um, the way that she would like to be and she's visiting her health pro- health care professionals in the postpartum period and you know the stigmatization continues then and so it's a very complex issue. Divya you might be in a better spot to answer this question but do you think the pressure is higher from within yourself or from externally at that point? Uh, it's both ways, Penny. In fact, you know as part of Weight Issues Network we have a lot of people and it's a safe platform where people talk to each other. It's not just preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, right? So we had this occasion where someone shared that they lost their child. It was a person with obesity and she lost the baby, right, during the pregnancy. And then they had friends commenting that it's probably for the best, given her weight. Yes. And can you imagine the impact on the mother, right? And so Absolutely. She's going to blame herself for the child that was lost and she has the external as well as the internal emotions to cope with that. You don't want to be in that place. No, that's, that is very, very hurtful. I can't imagine somebody saying that. But sometimes the stigma is, again, internalised. Most of us try to blame ourselves for the things that go wrong with us. And I think that's people with obesity blame themselves for for everything that goes wrong in their lives, on their weight and on themselves. When we talk about it together in the cold light of day, it seems ridiculous really, doesn't it? Absolutely. And and we've made such huge progress in science. There was uh, another article uh, that I was part of. And I mean, let's look at COVID. I mean, we found a vaccine in record time, really, isn't it? Here we are talking about obesity for so many years now and I I think uh, it's a bit ridiculous when people still blame uh, someone for their weight and don't really look at it as a health condition, say they they did it to themselves. You would never ever tell anybody with other health conditions that they did it to themselves, isn't it? I think we are quite primitive there despite all the advances we've made in science. Bryony, tell me about what your research is going to involve. So now we've explored the research looking at preconception pregnancy and postpartum and, and weight stimulation across this phase. And the evidence is now showing us that we know quite a bit about weight stimulation in the healthcare setting for women across the reproductive phase, but we know comparatively little about weight stigma in other settings. So that's things like weight stigma in the media, in mo- other mothers, in family, in friends, and in broader society. So moving forward, my research will be exploring weight stigma in these other contexts and settings, specifically weight stigma against women during the preconception, pregnancy and postpartum periods, but not in healthcare. 
And the other part is that we do know quite a bit about weight stigma perpetuated during pregnancy, but uh, much less about weight stigma in the preconception and postpartum phases. And so moving forward, we'll be doing the research to uncover and investigate and, and understand the issue further in those periods so that we can use that information to design programs or interventions to try and address weight stigma in workplaces, in broader society, in the people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis in the hope that we can then try and reduce weight stigma and that can have flow-on effects for well-being of women, of mothers and of their children. There was one fact that I thought was really appalling. I talked earlier about women being afraid to seek healthcare because of stigmatisation. And in the preconception period specifically, research has shown that women have been refused removal of contraception on the basis of their weight. So that, that doctor has said, you're too fat to conceive a baby right now. And so the poor woman has not been able to begin her journey to motherhood purely because of the stigmatising acts of one healthcare professional. And that's not to say that all healthcare professionals are like that. And in fact, we can't blame healthcare professionals because they're a, you know, a figment of society and the way we all treat people who are living with obesity. And we need to work towards educating and helping healthcare professionals have those sensitive conversations. But I just thought that it was so appalling that, that, that something like that does happen. So the doctor wouldn't take out an IUD or an implant? There was a study done and, and that came out as one of the themes in the research that women had been repeatedly refused removal of their contraception on the basis of their weight. Bryony, you're actually expecting your third baby right now. So you're doing some real first-person research in the field or in the obstetrician's office, kind of like a secret shopper to see if they're doing the right thing when it comes to checking your weight while you're pregnant. You're meant to be weighed at your first visit. And out of all three of my pregnancies, I've only been weighed once. And because I did my PhD on gestational weight gain, I'm like, what is going on? Why are they not following the clinical practice guidelines? I've had three different obstetricians and three different experiences so far. So I think it just comes down to the person that you see. How interesting, though, that if weight during pregnancy is raised as an issue, the clinical guidelines are not being followed. It makes you wonder whether in practice there really is an issue. It's hard to know. I mean, I've only had a private experience. So I haven't used the public system, the midwifery system. So I think it differs. My Perspective is obstetricians kind of do their own thing and maybe they're experienced enough to be more visual and not have to record the weight. Maybe they can just gauge it by what you look like. Divya, you've got a message for women who might be worried about being classed as overweight or obese who are wanting to get pregnant or wanting to get the best care they can without experiencing weight prejudice. Half of you listening out there may have these challenges and, you know, maybe struggling with excess weight. So Weight Issues Network is really there for you. It's a safe platform. We understand obesity. Our job is to educate, make people aware of the issues and be a support group. So, and, and we are not a weight loss advice group. So you'll, you, if you're looking for weight loss advice, that's not us. But we are there to uh, talk about the bigger challenges of obesity and advocate for our needs. This is really a shout out to everyone who's listening to come and join us if this is something that impacts you deeply. One of the moms shared that 
based on their weight, they could use only one health facility because, you know, that was the only hospital that would cater to what was labeled as high-risk pregnancy because of their weight. So that mom shared that she felt very stigmatized and uh, felt really odd to have her weight checked every time and then be told that she can't go to a hospital of her choice, but to the special clinic, which was the only one in our big country to address her pregnancy, right? Yes, we do hear of stories like that. Mm, a bit disappointing. Yeah, Bryony, have you also heard of women who've missed out on their birth choice? You could imagine that there are stories like that floating around. It just comes down again to that environmental factor. So like Divya said, that the woman who said she wasn't able to give birth at the facility she wanted because they didn't have the right resources, we can change that. We can fit out all midwifery clinics or more midwifery clinics with resources to accommodate women of all sizes so they don't feel like they're being singled out. You have to go to this hospital because you don't fit at this hospital. We can. That's something that's really easy to change. And so we can we can think about other ways of reducing stigma. For example, changing the environment, making scales available that accommodate women of you know more sizes, making chairs available that fit women so they don't have to sit in a special chair; they can sit in the same chair as everybody else. And and changing policies in the hospitals so that the women are not feeling singled out; that they're just receiving the same care as everybody else. You know, everybody's going to get weighed. Every, it's normal. It's not. Because of your weight, this is just the way the care is. Dr. Bryony Hill, Monash University Research Fellow, looking at weight stigma as it affects pregnancy, childbirth and early motherhood. And Divya Ramachandran from the Weight Issues Network. And if this interview has raised any issues for you about weight stigma, maybe it's prompted you to take action There's no reason not to ask for help. Weight stigma is real and I'd hate to think that you weren't reaching out for assistance if you needed it with your pregnancy, conception or life as a new parent. I hope maybe it's prompted you to have the conversations with your healthcare provider and not to be afraid to ask. The solution to your problem might be a really simple one to access. And... If for some terrible reason you get a rude or unkind answer, well, maybe that's a prompt to change carers and find another clinic or a different doctor or a nurse who can help you in a less stigmatizing way. Links to the Weight Issues Network, who might also be available to help, will be on the Baby Talk website, which should be easily found by searching for the word Baby Talk. If you enjoyed this interview, did you know you can share it with a friend. Baby Talk as a podcast is available on iTunes and on the ABC Listen app. And if you take a look online, there's a little share button, which means that you could text a link or email a link to the podcast to a friend who you might think really needs to hear this story. Hello, this is Baby Talk. Please share this podcast because sharing is nice. Last week on Baby Talk, We started talking about relationships and some of the issues that can arise when you've just had a baby. It's like, well, why don't you stay at home? Well, why don't you just go back to work if you want? It's very difficult sometimes for mum to explain to the other other parent what she's actually going through and feeling because often it's so tumultuous she doesn't really understand either. That podcast that features Karen Phillip 
talking about how to remove some conflict from your relationships after the baby arrives is fascinating. Again, you can find it on iTunes, on the ABC Listen app and on the Baby Talk website. I'm Penny Johnston and I'll see you next time on Baby Talk. ABC Baby Talk is a weekly podcast on ABC Radio, wherever you get your podcasts and on the ABC Listen app. Like us on Facebook to find out as soon as a new episode is ready. Just search for ABC Baby Talk. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.